Welcome to Pierce the Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 202, post 201st celebration episode. Are we going to do that for every... No, just every, this one. Like, every just episode? this one. Just this one. Did I do that before? I don't know. When I did mean- I do- no, I just... I enjoyed that evening so much. Yeah. It and good. it was it was a good celebration. And by the way, there are some people that didn't hit us up in the DMs or on email that won. So I have no way of getting prizes to them. Mm. So if you're listening, make sure that if you're one of those individuals to contact us. I mean, hey, at least the gift card ones are taken care of. Yeah. Right. And if you missed out, well, we're going to be giving away stuff sometime soon because we still got mugs. Yeah. So make sure you hit that uh, subscribe and notification button because when we have lives, more likely than not, uh, if we do giveaways, they're going to be during lives. Right. Yeah. So um, <laughs> how do you give away on a podcast? I guess you could. I mean, like yeah. If people enter the contest. Yeah. We might do like some Instagram giveaways. We've done those in the past, but uh, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and have the notification button hit. That way, when we go live, you know when it's happening so that you can be there. But and by yeah. the way, real quick though, if you haven't signed up yet for buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle, uh, the link is below. Again, this is our way to be able to continue the podcast and bring in more content in the future. Yeah. And so you can sign up for a membership at $5 a month, kind of like the cost of a coffee, depending where you're buying your coffee from a month, but it's not much. It's less than a dollar an episode, right? Because we drop about eight episodes. We want to drop more. That's our thing. It'd be awesome if we could drop more. So buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Link is below. Link is in our bio. there's various ways to find it. So appreciate all of you that have already signed up. So thank you. Yeah. All right. So we have another update. These are always funny. The update after the update episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there'll be less like to talk about in some ways, but there's always stuff to talk about. We we didn't even get to half of the stuff last episode. No. Yeah, exactly. So like when we get to like the reseller news that we didn't, we didn't cover a lot of that. But as far as like, um, you know, it's only been literally a couple of days since we talked about our last stories of like, sourcing and stuff. So it's not like we've got a couple of weeks to catch up on. But again, you know what it's like when you're a hustler. There's always something going on. Oh, it's been crazy for me since yep. that Saturday night. And so it's been... Do you want me to start this off? Sure. So <laughs> I'm having a problem. And my problem is I cannot keep up. This is crazy. Now, I've, I was pondering this the other day, actually like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> we're coming in because I'm, I'm thinking like, okay... Amazon sales have been off the charts. Like it's been insane. The the sales that are happening right now are sales I probably wouldn't hit until maybe the first week of December, but they're happening now. And so I, this year was strategic. I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to wait till a little bit later to send stuff in because it all does sell pretty much in the first two weeks of December. Now I regret that choice because <laughs> I'm selling through stuff and I, I can't, I, I'm like, Oh no, my inventory is low. Hopefully my shipment checks in because I've been sending stuff every day for about two weeks. But, you know, things take time to check in. On top of that, then there's eBay and eBay has been insane. And again, I, I say this with respect to the fact that not everybody's experiencing the same. Right. I know there are some people that are like, oh, eBay is really slow right now. Or, you know, the stuff I sell doesn't do well in Q4. But I do think this is going to be a different Q4 than ever, ever before. I think it's going to be better than even what we experienced during the peak of the pandemic, which are we in another peak? I don't know what's going on. What's going on? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, you're not a scientist. Yeah. No. You're not a doctor. Nope. You're not a WHO guy. Nope. Okay. All right. Just check. None Who of those knows? things. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that right now people are buying and they're buying all kinds of stuff. So, you know, I'm selling vintage clothing. I am selling new tag toys. I mean, there's these toys that I bought 
three weeks ago, I shared this on the podcast, how I found these previous toys that were not previous, but old dead stock, I guess, toys. And I listed them high and they've been selling through. Now, what, what bothered me the other day, does, does this ever happen? You know, well, you don't do Amazon, but sometimes you sell stuff really well. You're like, yes, I'm making money. And so the other day I decided this was a Fisher Price toy that had been selling for about 130, 140 bucks, sometimes 120. And I only paid $17 for it. I'm like, yeah, that, that's good profit. Like I can't beat that profit. And that's with me charging shipping because I've changed kind of the way I'm doing things. I'm sending the riskier things. Uh, I'm not sending them in. I'm keeping them in my inventory and selling them on eBay. And the things I think are just going to fly off the shelves, I'm sending them to Amazon. So then I'm like, you know, I'm going to scan this on Amazon. It's selling for $299.99 on Amazon. Hmm. So I'm wondering if resellers were buying my item and then doing retail arbitrage off of me. Yeah, I, I could I could see that happening. I mean, it's maybe 50 bucks net, maybe, you know, after fees, because it's, it's a bigger box. It's about three quarters of this table, mm. right? But um, so I raised the price. I sold all of them except for one. So I raised that price of that one to about like 200 so I can undercut the Amazon sellers and hopefully I'll sell it for more profit. So yeah. anyways, I'm, I'm sharing this because I've been sourcing like Mad Max. <laughs> what I mean is this. I'm with this cargo van. The cargo van isn't a pretty cargo van. It's not like the Mercedes Sprinter that we've been talking about. And on top of that, like, you know, you have to wear masks everywhere. It's it's kind of insane. Like in LA, they I saw signs that were like hundred dollar fine for not wearing a mask. Really? That's intense. Is that is that new? I Did I miss something? I, I I don't go to LA and have you're been completely while, off so. the grid. You're yeah. like, I, I haven't know. been in society in the last two weeks. Yeah. Right. But it was it was kind of shocking to me. It was kind of shocking to me. And you had shared something at a garage show, like people were yelling, like if anybody pulled down their mask a little bit. Yeah, it was a it was an interesting situation because one of the individuals at the garage sale was actually a police officer that was running it. Um, you could tell like he must have been like getting ready for a shift, and so he's there with his family talking, and he was talking to me about a bag. And a lady was standing like almost across the street asking for the price on her dresser. And so, the, how did that go? Like, was she standing or was she in her vehicle? No, like, yeah, rolling down her window. She was standing and she was asking about you know the price of something. And so, one of the ladies that was working there was like trying to tell her the price. She couldn't hear. And I don't didn't see the whole situation, but she must have like pulled down the mask, like like uh, just enough to like give the price. And she got chewed out for doing that. And it's like, keep your mask on. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, good thing there's a police officer here that can deescalate this situation. But like, she was like literally screaming like bloody murder. And I'm like, man, like we live in a different world now. So and the reason I bring this up, because I feel kind of like it's March and April again. Mm. Right. Because the surge in cases and... People are really concerned about what's going on, which is is valid. I mean, you know, no one wants to get COVID. No one wants to get sick. No one wants to, you know, be hooked up to anything. I understand that. But it's, you know, it's even though, you know, the the ability and the, what, what do you call that? What, therapeutics, whatever you call it. Like, we've gotten better at it. Like, people are scared of source, right? People are scared to be out and about. And now that, and we'll talk about this in our reselling topics too, but as states are locking down, like in California, where purple, why is it purple tier? Like you would think red tier would be yeah, danger, but red is below extreme. Yeah, I'm, I have, who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe it's like to keep a sense of like calm. Like it's not like, I don't know, but even red tier sounds bad. So like when we get into a good place, it's like you're in the red tier. And so like, even when things are looking better and we could start opening up, it still sounds really bad. No, it does. It, yeah. it does. So, so I, I say I'm sourcing like Mad Max because what happened is 
stores have gone on down to 25% now sourcing. And what, meaning that you can only have 25% of capacity of the people in the building sourcing those stores. And so some places of LA, I would show up and it was a line about 40 people to get in. But we'll see, here's what's funny. It was 40 people outside socially distancing. But when you go inside to pay, there's 40 people in the line within a foot of each other. Mm. Which I'm like, okay, this can't be good. Right? But this is what it tells me. It tells me that online shopping is not going to stop because people, I mean, who wants to put up with that? Right? Unless you're a reseller that you know you're going to make profit. If you're going in and pick up one or two things, like why do you want to go into a store? Why do you want to spend? I mean, it's, it's probably another 30 to 45 minutes shopping per store, not the whole thing per store. And so I'm like, wow, I feel like Mad Max. Like I'm looking for the goods. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to help people. I'm going to go, I'm, you know, driving through the desert. And I literally sourced for 13 hours this past Sunday there. I've never sourced that much probably since the days of Toys R Us closing. And the reason I sourced for 13 hours is because I found a hot item and I used to be very big on sourcing wide instead of getting a bunch of the same item. But what I learned during the COVID pandemic was that there's certain items that people are just going to keep buying. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so I also learned in the last few years of Q4 sourcing that if I go too wide, I'm spending too much time. It's kind of like with eBay. If you have too many different niches, right? Think about the shipping debacle that happens. Mm. Right. Let's say you have a set of weights and then you have a refrigerator and then you have a book and then you have a shirt, then you have a pair of pants then you have a pair of shoes. Like it's going to take you a ton of time to ship. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's going to be pros and cons. You always have to, to consider pros and cons of that. Yeah. The, the con of going deep on one item is, is you're putting a lot of eggs in one basket, right? So That's if something, true. if the price tanks, <laughs> yeah. if something happens, you're, you're in a bad situation, but you're right. It, it could produce ease in time, right? You're not looking for a lot of different items. You're more focused as you're going to stores, you know, which stores you're going to. You're not spending time scanning new items because you already have the item or two that you're going after. So there's a trade-off, right? You have to realize, are you willing to take this risk by going after one item and going deep? Or would you rather go wide and potentially have less risk, but then maybe you're spending a little bit more time. Um, but even then going deep might spend more time if you're considering that you have to source further and further and further to, to collect that item as opposed to if you've got 10 items you're picking up, you might be able to, in your local area, um, get the, the same number of total items um, across your different you know, categories that you're buying in, in a smaller location. So it really just depends. No, it's true. I, the, the reason I bring this up is because I was, I was doing the math, right? Math is a good thing when you're reselling. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I could pick up 20 of this item and I can make $200 net profit. Or I can pick up one and make $200 net profit. So to me, it was, uh, why, why am I going to spend the time packing all this other stuff? Mm. Right. It, it was, it was a lot easier. Now I am playing the risky, I am playing a risky game. Now I did that this summer with one item and it, whew, it worked out. So I don't know. I mean, every, everybody to each their own on what you're doing with sourcing as far as Q4, but if you got it listed and you're right about, you know, having all eggs in one basket, I'm still keeping up eBay because if for Amazon for every reason, it would be horrendous. But if for a reason they suspended me this Q4, I don't know. I, I probably give up reselling. I'm serious. Ouch. No, seriously. Like think of the lost income hopefully, you would have. Hopefully they're not listening right now. Cause you've, uh, you've talked bad about Amazon a few times. I have a Jeff Bezos tattoo on my arm. Okay. Oh, okay. We're good. 
All right. Good. All right. Anyways, okay. Enough about me. What about you? What's been what's been going? Anything going on? Well, I'll just I'll, I'll just jump into my random story okay. and kind of because it kind of connects what you're talking about. So, okay. um, I don't I don't do a lot of of like thrift store sourcing uh, like I used to because I used to have a longer commute. So on my way home, sometimes mm. it wouldn't be every day during the week, but it yeah. might be like one or two days during the week. I'd stop at like two or three stores because they were easy to hit to on my way home. Uh, now I'm kind of I'm where we're located is is further away from most stores. And so it's just not beneficial. I'd have to do quite a bit of a drive to go to these stores. Uh, so I kind of, you know, well, Saturday might be my sourcing day. I'll go hit up some thrift stores and garage sales then. Uh, but the throughout the week, thrift stores has not been as much. Uh, we do have a local thrift store of a store that shall not be named. And it has not done well for me recently. I mean, it's I've gotten, been, it's been bad. I've gotten a handful of things. But I was like, you know what? Today, I've got like a half hour on my lunch break. It's right down the street. I'm going to jump in my car on my lunch break and go. But sure enough, as of... Um, you know, so we're recording on Monday. Um, so as of Sunday, the, all the stores are, are, are at 25% capacity. So and that store holds to it. Yeah. No, like they, they don't do. play games yeah, at that store. So there was somebody outside with the clicker and it, believe it or not right now in where we live in San Diego, even though it's November, not just November, but the middle of November, it was 90 degrees outside. Right, it's crazy. 90 degrees yeah. outside. I'm standing in the heat and I'm like, do I just go back? I'm like, all right, well, I've already stood here for 10 minutes. And then you're dealing with the like sunk cost, right? Like, do I just, yeah, now is it still worth it? Or I've already waited. You already in line. spent the time, might as well. Yeah, but if it's another 20 minutes, would I be willing no, I to stand in line 20 minutes, I you know, know. If, if I just walked up? So you kind of have to get rid of the sunk cost mentality. And so I'm like, um, I'm just going to stick around just because I want to see what's in there. And I stood in the heat and I'm, you know, I'm a bald guy. So I'm like, the sun is just hitting my head. I didn't have a hat. And I'm like, this is terrible. There's no shade. And finally I get in and there was nothing, 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 nothing. And I didn't spend a ton of time looking because it's a, it's a smaller store, but literally the few handful of things that I saw that were like, oh, this is, you know, resellable. Uh, The prices were just outrageous. It was crazy prices. And so you know, just that's that, one of my reselling topics. We'll it, talk about that. Yeah, and so it's just part of the the feeling of like you know, I it's it's a bit of a bummer, and it's going to get harder and harder, right? So even if I was closer to other thrift stores, if they're holding to twenty five percent capacity, um, it's it's going to take a lot longer. Especially if people, if you waited in line, people who've waited in line to get into the store are probably going to spend a few more minutes in the store, right? So like, I w- I want to actually check because I don't want to have to come back tomorrow or another time. Like, I want to check the whole store today. So those lines actually end up being longer and longer and longer because people are taking longer in the store. And that's fine. I mean, it's, it's your customer. Spend as much time as you want, but it's going to be... Doesn't it bother you a little bit? No. It bothers me a little bit. No. It's, <laughs> it, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if, if somebody's... I mean, I was in there. I walked the whole store and I didn't buy anything. So there are probably people waiting in line like, <laughs> you know, he didn't even buy anything. What was the point of him being in there for 10 or 15 minutes walking the store? So I get it. I get people spending time in the store. But the bummer is, again, like the idea of being able to just quick stop, check something and go is kind of gone now. Now, if you're I mean, maybe if you time it right, but what used to be a 10 minute trip might turn into a 30 minute trip just mm-hmm. to check a thrift store. So it's it's a little tough, especially because I'm not doing retail arbitrage. I did pick up at a store, a couple of items, and I don't know if they're going to sell They're They don't seem to be selling quickly but the price was so incredibly low that I think I'm just going to hold on to them over the next couple of years. I think they'll sell and over time I'll make profit. And the hard part is this store had so many of them for a good price. And I only picked up like six because I was like, I could just buy them all, but it might be 10 years before they all sell. Yeah. But I might make a ton of money or I might 
lose it. So I just picked up a handful. Um, and if these sell over the next, you know, few weeks, I might go get more and they might be sold out. But uh, so I'm trying a little bit of the retail arbitrage uh, on eBay. But it's even there, it's tough because, you know, you find items that are decently priced on at a store and I don't know how people are selling them on eBay because a lot of times with shipping and eBay fees, they have to be losing money, right? Like if they're buying it at the same price or even a little less than I, I could be getting it for. So, yeah, it might be 30, 40 percent off of the, the ticket price. So maybe part of the problem is I'm not finding the, the items that are, are selling for significantly higher than than retail value. Uh, but those are are fewer and far between. So I don't know, maybe I need to, maybe I need to do some Amazon scanning. So I at least know those high ranking items and then, and try that. No ranking items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the high, the high numbers or the low numbers, but the high, you know, (laughs) the high speed. There you go. High velocity. That's right. Um, So, yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a bummer to, to realize that the bread and butter items are going to be harder to come by for me on eBay. And so I'm going to have to try and do some kind of retail arbitrage. But retail arbitrage on eBay is, is not as easy as as Amazon. And I, is, I'm not saying that Amazon is easy, but you know, you send in a box of a bunch of items. Whereas if you're trying to deal with shipping each one and paying the shipping on each item, you can't be as competitive as you could be if you were sending in a pallet's worth of boxes to Amazon. Oh yeah, I mean, yesterday I sold seventy-one items on Amazon. There is no way I could have packed all those items. Now, if they were like small items, like right now, I have a small item that I'm doing merchant fulfilled. I'm waiting for the. I had to like get special boxes for this item, but the rank is ridiculous. Like it's gonna sell instantly, but I'm not gonna sell them yet because I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Like it would be crazy. So no, I get. I get what you're saying. And so I mean, maybe do, doing local deals. Are you still doing local deals and save searches on your local deals and maybe relist on uh, Craigslist again? Your your ad. Yeah, my ad. Yeah, I might need to. Um, again, the hard part is, I guess I have more flexibility right now, time wise, because I'm not. Um, I, I get to work from home, so I have a little bit more freedom and time. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so far away, whereas I used to work in town, so it was easier to arrange uh, pickups with people. Now when I have to drive 30, 40 minutes, the profit has to really, really be there. It can't just be like, hey, I'll meet this guy that I met off Craigslist and I'm going to make $40 off of a five-minute stop on my way yeah. home. Now it's like, it's going to take me 40 minutes to get to the to where they live to pick this item up. $40 profit now doesn't seem so great. No, I get it. I get it. And, and and it's tough. I mean, it, if it's nice if you can plan routes, but your time is limited too. Yeah. I mean, you do have time, but you don't have that kind of time. Right. Right. Because I'll do a day where I'll just do offer up deals all day, and I'll drive to the different ten different locations. But I, I, that's what I do is full time. All right. So don't want to spend too much time on this. We already talked about this a lot, but lockdown is causing people to stay away. And this I shared this already, but. I can't tell you like the day before we went into purple tier here in San Diego, how many times I was at an off price store and people were saying, Hey, are you guys open tomorrow? Are you guys going to be open next week? I'm like, what? So what's happening is, you know, there's going to be some people that are going to just go online and like Google, like the name of the store and find out or call. There's other people that are just going to go, you know, I don't think they're open and that's going to be truth. Right. Isn't that weird though? I mean, there's still, there's still, so Think, and this is going to be, you know, part of, you know, one of the bolos, but think about the stuff that you sold during the beginning of the pandemic. I 100% believe that stuff is going to start selling again. Now, this is not, you know, this is a disclaimer. This is just Orlando's opinion. Okay. It, it may not be true, but, you know, things like puzzles, uh, 
things, uh, you know, even even weights, I think, are coming back again. Right. And we talked about that in the last podcast. Uh, and, you know, the video games, video games are fire. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. So think about all the items. I think they're, they're going to come back and I think they're going to come back even more because if we do have we do end up having that four to six lockdown, if, you know, the presidency changes, then that's going to that's going to change everything. Like it's and I, I we don't know the effects. All, all we know that there's two things that we don't as resellers we should be anticipating. If there's a lockdown in states right now, regardless of whoever's the you know commander in chief, that's gonna definitely push up sales because people are gonna do more online shopping. Number two, a, st- a stimulus checks drops, definitely gonna be an uptick in sales. Yeah, but if you're looking at a four to six week lockdown. That really changes your ability to source, right? Like, well, yeah, I'm talking about yeah, that's in January, yeah, February. yeah, yeah. So we're not there yet, but I mean, even that should be something you're thinking about. Oh, true, as true. Far Good as point. Like how yeah, can you source now in order to kind of cover you through that that potential time frame of you might not even have that as an option. Like, you might have to switch to nothing but local pickups. Right, because you might not be able to go into a Ross, a Marshalls, reselling's even become a black market, a, a Target, a, a thrift store. Right, people probably won't be having garage sales if, if they. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be more challenging. So can you source stuff now to kind of carry you through something like that? And um, are you already familiar with the local game because that might be your only option? Yeah. I mean, again, too, there's 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 online arbitrage, right? We talked about that. eBay to eBay is really important. Um, you know, doing Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist um, stuff is really good. Or if you've got connections through a wholesaler and you're getting pallets or things like that. So there are other ways, but you just got to be thinking about will your model of selling now work if there is a lockdown or if, you know, things go crazy. Like you don't know. And so it's always good to kind of prepare for that. Um, I've got actually a quote of the week. Oh, today. wow. We're dropping a quote, quote of the week. Quote of the week. I-, I was looking right now for the episodes to help us. So while you give your quote, quote of the week. All right. I'll drop those episodes again. How about once I'm done with my quote of the That's week? That's what I mean. That's what I oh, said. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so um, I, I'm reading a book called Productivity, and it's actually one of the best books I've I've read in a long time. Plotting? Productivity, like plotting, like you're just kind of plotting uh, through, okay, but okay, productivity. Okay. So productivity. And um, one of the things he says there, and I think he's actually quoting somebody else, but I, I, I found it pretty enlightening was um, efficiency is getting things done effectiveness is getting the right things done. Huh. Right. And so you've got to realize like you might have an efficient system, but is it going to be effective? Right. You might be able to source, you might be able to list, you might be able to do those things, but is it the right thing in our situation, in our time frame? And so um, you might have to switch from just being a smooth machine to getting the correct things done so that you're in place, whether there's lockdown or not. Right. So just kind of um, preparing for that and trying to figure out what is that going to look like? And again, thinking outside the box, right? Like I, I can't tell you uh, right after the original lockdowns happened. And of course, th- I think this ship has sailed, but isn't this weird that we're talking about lockdowns? Yeah. Think about 10 years ago. Like that's stuff you would see in movies. Yeah. No, for Just, sure. It's so wild. So, um, you know, the ship has already sailed as far as like when it first happened and all of a sudden you're seeing signs everywhere of like on the ground things printed or things on on buildings and it's like man whoever had sign shops or whoever was printing out these things or whoever was making the plexiglass stuff when you first saw the businesses doing those and it wasn't like widespread yet and it's like some small company was probably making these and coming in and selling them at gas stations or whatever and saying hey you need this plexiglass we'll install it for you so there were people who who were able to jump on a situation and say how can i 
how can I make the best of this? How can I find a way to meet people's needs? Because that's what economic systems really are, right? It's like you're meeting the needs that other people have. You're trying to find a way to satisfy someone's need. So a lot of us kind of look back hindsight 2020 and say like, man, I wish I would have thought of that. I wish I would have thought of that. And so we don't know for sure where things are going, but you got to think like, okay, what are, what are new needs going to be, right? Like we are in a very tumultuous time. Like things are going up and down and up and down. And I think in times like this, there's a lot of opportunities to find new needs to be met that didn't exist before or people haven't thought needed to be addressed. So I'll be thinking about that because part of being a hustler isn't always just selling, you know, the hype beast shoes that you've been doing always. Maybe you switch gears a little bit and you start selling something else or doing something else and, you know, you're making lots of money. So, uh, yeah, be thinking about that. No, I agree. I agree. I just, I'm glad you brought quote of the week back. So this is what I wanted to share was that if, if you haven't listened to these episodes, not that we are gurus or anything, but I thought these were really helpful episodes. Episode 138, Sourcing Without Leaving Your Home, right? That, that was, that was what, what was the date on that one? April 8th. That was, that was right at the beginning of the lockdowns, right? That seemed like so long ago. Yeah. Well, think about this. So my school closed, I think on like March 13th, wow. everyone went home and we're talking about potentially not even going back to a hybrid model until like January 25th. And it might even be after that. So it's like literally almost an entire year. And I was like, this might last a couple of weeks, right? And we're going on like, it might be a year before I see students face to face again. My kids are back in school. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't handle that. Good for you. I mean, I, I, I mean listen, I, I say this all the time. I, 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 you know, Mike and I talk and I give a lot of flack because I'm like, oh, teachers only have to give for 50% effort now, right? But no, Mike doesn't. Mike gives 110% and even more. So shout out to all of you that are doing this distance learning because the reality is it's a lot tougher. It is a lot tougher. I mean, it takes a lot more prep work. Anyways, that's not what this podcast is about, but we know we have a lot of educators in the house that listen to our podcast. So, and then the other episode was our follow-up to that one episode 162 reselling in a crisis lessons learned. And maybe I need to re-listen to those if we end up in that scenario again. So, all right. So anyways, get ready. Keep, keep sourcing, keep listening. Sales are coming through. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Okay. Now, I had mentioned a few weeks ago where I didn't sell some stuff eBay GSP. And I wanted to give an update on that. So a couple of things. You know, Orlando. Orlando's always willing to admit failure. So. I feel on a couple of things here. Now, my items are, I don't know where they are. So I sold a pair of reef shoes to a person in Peru and I did it through international standard delivery. But this is where I messed up. So if, and the only reason I know this is because somebody had messaged me in the DMs and said, hey, Orlando, if you do international standard delivery, it's kind of weird. It's like eBay GSP. They usually go to two locations. They either go to Redondo Beach in California and there's some other location. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I ended up shipping mine directly to Peru. Well, this is why. Because I went to pirate ship and did simple export. And then I just uploaded the tracking on eBay. So I I didn't do international standard delivery, which has me kind of nervous. Because the one item I sent to Peru, I'm looking at my tracking. It was delivered to the postal agent in Lima, Peru on November 9th. And that's all I know. Estimated delivery is Tuesday, December 29. 
Tuesday. So how is that possible? If I ship this out to somebody in Peru, it's in Lima, the capital of Peru, but it's not going to get there for a month and three weeks later. I mean, the hard part is you don't know where it's going. Like, is this somebody who lives like in a really, really rural area? Okay, like maybe, uh, maybe it's like got to go on like, like, like a horse back like for a, a while. Like a donkey. And then just, somebody's got to climb but, a hill. Yeah. Like, you don't know. Go up Machu Picchu. Like, hey, or, let me tell you something. So when I was in Nepal, I went to Nepal uh, back in 2013 and we hiked and it took like three days to hike to this village. It was, um, you can't get there by, by car. There's only like a handful of places helicopters can even land. And we saw one because somebody had to get airlifted out. It was a, a hiker. Uh, but, um, it was amazing watching people carrying stuff up the hill and, and knowing like they're still several days away from where they're going, but they're like doing deliveries and like people are literally carrying like doors on their back. Mm -hmm. And it's I've like, that. you know, so you never know where stuff is going. Like, I'm not saying like that, that, that Peru is like that, but there there may be places where like it just takes longer to get to. Okay, so this is another one that went to Mexico. Again, if you do international standard delivery, buy your label off of eBay. Don't do what Orlando did and try to save money and go to pirate ship. And why am I willing to admit that I failed? Because I want you. I know somebody out there would learn from this. But is it a failure? I mean, I've heard a lot of people say to use the pirate ship. Simple export. Yeah, but I think if you're doing international standard delivery, I think and I believe that's what it's called on eBay. Like you need to print the label off eBay because it goes to like you know how we send stuff to Kentucky on eBay GSP? It's the same scenario. It's just different locations. Mm. Now I think it's a failure because maybe they got it. Maybe they have it. Like who knows? So this item well, it went to was supposed to go to Mexico City. Let me see if the person lives in Mexico. No, they live in some random part of Mexico. I I don't even know where this is. But when I go to check package, it was delivered to the postal agent in Mexico City on October 27th. Estimated delivery, January 8th. So, I hope they got it. I haven't heard from them. Hey, if you don't got a negative review, you're fine. How would I get a negative review? Like, I don't even know how they would give me a negative review. Like, I never got the item. All I do is refund them and we're good, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you're, you're going to be fine. But like, where did this, where did the arbitrary number of January 8th come from? That's all I want to know. It's in Mexico City. Who knows? You know, like. Yeah, I can see that being concerning though, for sure. I, well, I'm not concerned. I mean, it's, it was an experiment. I just wanted to see what happened. And this is why I love eBay Global Shipping. Send to Kentucky and you're good to go. Yeah, but unless, unless one of these requires you to refund them, like, why would you write it off? Like, maybe they've already got it and they just don't, they don't. Uh, they don't. I think by now them. they got it. Yeah. I mean, it's literally been over a month on both of these. You would have thought by now they would have. I mean, because one of the guys I was messaging back, you know, both of them, I messaged them back and forth in Spanish. And, you know, they, they know they know how to message on eBay. They could have messaged me by now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you've saved money, it worked. I, I don't know if I'd rush to say that it was an error and that you just want to, like, write it off because maybe it's fine. You, you save money. You got sales that you might not have got through the GSP. It doesn't True. sound like a, it doesn't sound like a failure yet. Like if you were to say like I've shipped three things through this and all three of them didn't show up and I had to refund them, I'd be like, okay, yeah, stay away from it. Yeah. But if none of them asked for a refund, I'd say like, hey, it sounds like you had two successes. Yeah, and I didn't feel that bad because the shoes that I sold, I sold for a hundred dollars, but there are shoes that I paid fifteen dollars for. So reality, the loss is you know twenty five dollars, whatever it was. Yeah, but there's no know? loss yet. Okay. All right, all right. All right. I see what you're saying. But anyways, hey, before we start our next segment, we do have a new sponsor. 
Yeah. So um, I was talking earlier about the fact that I was standing outside in the sun with my bald head, and this is a much balder head than normal. So um, I, I, if you watch Instagram, you saw our Instagram story, I did a story about this, but if you watch YouTube, you know that I'm bald, but I've never actually taken like a razor to my head. I've always just used clippers and uh, it, it's getting really bad. Like I'm balding in the middle more and more. I know it's sad to say. Uh, so I had to- I, I can never tell. Yeah. <laughs> I had to actually use a razor. And the very first time I used a razor was the uh, Skull Shaver Pitbull Platinum Pro. And let me tell you, like, it was so much better than I expected. Like, I didn't want to use a, a razor on my head because my dad had always used like cheap razors on his head and he'd always nick himself. It'd always be bleeding. And it was always like super time consuming every day in the bathroom. He'd spend like 20 minutes shaving his head to make sure he didn't miss anything. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to nick myself. It seems miserable. And the, the Platinum Pro uh, Pitbull Skull Shaver thing was amazing. Like it felt, I told, I told Heather, my wife, it felt like I was massaging my head the whole time. I was like, oh, no, this it, was good. It was, here's the thing. So I'm one of those guys and, uh, you know, we won't belabor the point, but this is a legit item. Like I, I've always wanted to say that we will never push an item that we don't believe in, right? If we are live pushing it, guaranteed even even you know all the ads that we have for cell hound and vendu like we 100 percent believe in those and we've used those items so i want you to understand that like this is we're not you know we're not sellouts like we believe in these products and so i just i took this out the box it came in this pretty sweet carrying case and here's the device itself and this is what i love i love it when stuff out the box it's charged and ready 100%. to go. Hundred percent. I mean, now it was hundred percent charged when I. When it's I at ninety-two percent, but seriously, it is a piece of cake to use. Are you like, Are you I really can, shaving right now? I am on shaving the right now on the live oh podcast. My gosh. I believe in this product, and here's the thing: as resellers, we're busy, right? And we can get a certain look if we're not careful, right? But this, I could be on the road doing some retail arbitrage. I'm like, you know what? I, I want to look a little bit cleaner. Boom! Pull out my. Pitbull Platinum Pro Shaver, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. So here's the thing: if you're going bald, you, you got to get one of these. And, and if you're not, and you want to look awesome like us, yeah. And even your face, you could use it on your face. Um, I, there's there's no reason you couldn't use it on your oh, face. Yeah. And this one actually better. works on your face and on your head. Yeah. So uh, it, it's a great product. Um, and if you maybe you know somebody in your life who's who's balding. Um, or is bald and they're spinning days, you know, with razors in the in in the bathroom. Days. Yeah, just just shaving their head and nicking themselves. Uh, get this for them for Christmas. It'd be an awesome gift. And if you use our promo code, which our promo code is pure, pure all caps, P U R E. If you go to School Shaver at checkout, and you just put in promo code pure. Uh, you will get ten percent off, and that's a great deal. I mean, you can't beat that. Oh, it, it is, and it's a legit product. Literally, it took me five minutes when I opened out the box, and I was able to shave, and I was good to go. So, check it out again. There's a link below. Promo code is pure, and so hey, it's a great time to gift, and it's a great time if you want to just be efficient and effective, right? Yeah, be effective. Skullshaver.com. Promo code pure. Pure. All right, it's time for our almost favorite segment. Orlando, news is happening, and we didn't cover it all in our last episode, so it's important that we cover it now. And 
in our last episode when I was talking well, over the news sound, topics news. So when I was <laughs> when we were we were doing the uh, the if you're listening on the podcast, you heard the news uh, sound effect. But if you're watching on YouTube, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it didn't actually play through because we were going even for, the beginning of our episode. Yeah, so it was just like silent, and I'm here like Orlando, <laughs> take it away. Which I mean, I guess doesn't sound bad, but it sounds better with the uh, with the music playing in the background. But anyways, uh, Orlando, take it away. Okay. I want to say it was it was kind of funny because people during the live were saying I was jamming to the music, but there's no music. That was kind of weird. But hey, thank you guys all that tuned in and, and put up with all that. So, all right. So we talked about the Christmas shopping sooner. I, I feel like we talked about a lot of these and I, I don't want to say too much, but because we already said a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't uh, don't don't kick a dead horse. Don't don't kick whatever. a dead horse. But this is this is what I wanted to share, which I thought was pretty interesting. So I, I was going through, you know, I'm always doing research and I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure stuff out, you know, what, what to talk about on the podcast. And it was interesting to me that when I typed in like e-commerce and I typed in, you know, shopping for Christmas and all that, that I came across an article by, by CNN. And I was like, huh, this is, this is kind of weird. Like, wh- what is it saying? And the article is basically like, Hey, want to make sure you get your stuff here for Christmas shop early. And I was like, whoa. And this was this was done three weeks ago. This article dropped three weeks ago. And it was all, all about, you know, the possible shipping debacle that may happen and all the, you know, the trouble that you may get into trying to get stuff on time for Christmas. And so I was like, this is actually happening. So here's what I'm saying is whether people were not going to do it or they were going to do it. Obviously, the news, media and all that played a major part. And getting people to go, you know what? It's going to be really bad. We might as well order early. And so this was three weeks ago. And this is what's happening now, right? The the article very first line was, good luck getting your holiday gifts delivered on time this year. You'll need it. And the whole thing was about making sure things get on time. I'm like, sweet. Here's the thing. I do think that shipping is going to be slower. Like there's already some, some things slowing down. Yeah. But here's what I think though. I think it's just going to benefit because people are going to shop early to get stuff sent or to get things brought, and then it's going to be, you know, earlier than they're, they're normally done Christmas shopping, and they're going to end up buying more stuff, right? Because, hey, shipping is actually not as slow as they anticipated. This is a good thing, because I think it's going to push people to buy early, and for whatever reason, when people spend, they spend, right? Mm-hmm. The holiday seasons, people are generous, they want to buy, they want to spend money, and so if they've already bought a bunch of stuff, and it actually got there... And maybe they got there early, right? They sent a Christmas present to to Uncle Jimmy and, and it got there three weeks early and he's happy about it. And it's like, but it's not Christmas yet. And I wanted him to have something on Christmas. They might send him something else. I don't know. Right. So uh I I think that I think there will be some slowdowns, but I don't think it's gonna be as as bad, maybe, as people think. And so I think there's gonna be like a second wave of, of shopping. Well, that's what I mean. I think this was all created, right? Because I was looking at articles and, and in, in here there, you know, some of the headlines were only so much delivery companies can do, right? So and if you understand, I forget what it was, but most people only read four lines of an article mm-hmm. and they come to conclusions, right? Most people only read the, the title of the article. Yeah, that's what and I mean. It, and and the people so, who open it, yeah, only read like a paragraph or so. Yeah, right? And so I'm, I'm going through this and it, let's say I only read the bold, right? If I just read the bold, it says, only so much delivery companies can do. More expensive shipments, and so they're, they're basically saying, hey, order your stuff early because it's going to cost you more in shipping later on, which actually isn't isn't very true. Right. Unless you are trying to get stuff delivered, you know, overnight. Expedited. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So 
I'm looking at this. And I'm like, this, this motivated me to just keep listening and keep sending to Amazon because this is definitely something that is going to, ha- it's already happening and it's going to keep going all the way through. All right. So next topic I want to talk about is Amazon. Let's land on Amazon for a moment. So Amazon is setting price limits, not only on essential goods, but other items. And just be careful out there. There's some items that right now I'm noticing I can get away with that. I think it's because people are buying it. I think it what determines it determines what Amazon does with their Amazon quote unquote. They do have a fair price policy. In case you haven't heard, you can actually type in Amazon fair price policy and there is a segment. So let me share that. I shared this before on the podcast, but I think only one time, but I want you guys to understand that, you know, if you're listing stuff on Amazon and you're like the only person on the listing, which has happened to me, I found some vintage toys and I'm like, I'm going to list these high. You may end up not being able to sell it for that much. So, so be careful because what happens is if you're not paying attention to what's going on, that you'll end up you know, putting stuff out there in in the netherworld of Amazon and it's never going to sell because it ends up stranded. So let me read this real quick. Sellers are responsible for setting their own prices on Amazon Marketplace. Okay. Yeah. So you can set it whatever you want, but not really. Because then it says, in our mission to be Earth's most customer-centric company, which we know to be true. We did a whole reaction video about that, right? Amazon tries to provide our customers with the largest selection at the lowest price. Notice what they said, largest selection at the lowest price. And with the fastest delivery of sellers play an important role. Amazon re- regularly um, regularly monitors the prices of items on our marketplaces, including shipping costs and compares them with other prices available to our customers. If we see pricing practices on a marketplace offer that harms customer trust, Amazon can remove the buy box, remove the offer, suspend the ship option, or in serious or repeated cases, suspending or terminating selling privileges. Pricing practices that harm customer trust include, but are not limited to, limited to setting a reference price on a product or service that misleads customers, setting a price on a product or service that is significantly higher than the recent prices offered on or off Amazon, or selling multiple units of a product for more per unit than that of a single unit of the same product, or setting a price shipping fee on a product that is excessive. I don't know, you know. That- yeah, super vague. It really doesn't mean anything. Like none of that means anything because. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because I mean, unless they give specific numbers, like uh, if if it says if it, if it goes off of recent prices, right? Like so, if a uh, if if a thingamabob was selling for twenty five dollars for the last you know <clears throat> two weeks, and then thingamabobs are out of stock, and you've got three of them left, and you're like, well, nobody else has these. These are worth a lot. I'm going to sell them for thirty five dollars. Well, that's a significant increase. What's that like? Thirty-three percent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not mathing Similar very well, but but it's an it's a significant or maybe fifty percent. I don't know. So it's it's a high increase over the previous amount. There's really not that much difference if it's like, hey, like this is what it's worth. So I I think that they have language like this because they they want to be able to 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 use that hammer or to come down on people when they want to or need to 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 save face or whatever it is they're doing. But without specifics, without specific guidelines of if you sell things for more than 20% of what they've sold for an average over the last week, like without specific numbers, like it doesn't mean anything because what what do they consider too high, right? Well, if you're selling the item for $99, well, probably isn't going to sell. So if they take the, the buy box from you and you're selling something for $99, but really the most somebody would pay is $35 for an item that's normally 20 like... It it just seems like a silly thing. I, I I don't understand what they why they have this on there. 
Um, yeah, it, I, it doesn't make sense. To no, me. I get what you're saying. It doesn't make sense to me either because the free market is a free market. But have you know, like, has it, have they actually, what are some examples of them doing this? So I've had Lego sets before, like where it's, you know, I'm like the only person on the listing and you know, I, I'm the last person. And so I've upped the price to, let's say $125 for the set. Now the set retail, you might be able to get in the store for like $35, $50, right? But it's a discontinued Lego set, right? So I'll raise the price. And then next thing I know, I'm like, how come, how come this Lego set isn't selling? And I'll go into my Amazon seller central and it'll say pricing error. Basically that my item was priced too high. Yeah. That's when, that's when you throw it on eBay. Well, no, I agree. Well, that's what I'm telling you is there's the alternative. Now, if it's FBA, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. See, to me, like, see, I, that's Amazon trying to play like a weird thing there. Cause if they want to have the discontinued stuff, that's more collectibles, they have to be willing to have uh collectible level prices, mm-hmm. right? Like you would get on eBay. So if they want those items listed, they have to be willing to accept prices, people selling it for those prices. Now, here's the weird thing. If it's a low ranking item, uh, let's say it's like under 10,000 and it has tons of velocity, you can mark it up by 10 times and they're okay with it because people are buying it. I think that's the key thing. As long as others are buying it at that price consistently, Amazon will leave you alone. If you're the only person on there and no one has bought that item in a long time, that's where you might run into trouble. That's just my theory. Yeah. I mean, maybe I guess they don't want the bad publicity of someone scanning through. I mean, it's not really publicity, but, uh, on there because that's what they said they want to protect their brand of somebody seeing Legos and then oh they're Amazon's trying to sell this Lego set for $135 when I know it's only a $35 Lego set. So maybe they they, they don't want people to think like Amazon is trying to price scalp. But again it's like if, if that is a, a collectible item now at this point then if they want to catch that market that eBay does because we were on when we had auction professor on he was talking about that. Like even uh with the collectible categories they even have on Amazon the best offer, right? So if they want to to have that niche, they have to be willing to have those prices. But but again, if that's if they're wanting to protect the the look of their brand and not look like, hey, Amazon is trying to scalp you or Amazon's trying to charge you an arm and a leg, which again, most people don't realize a lot of items they're buying are coming from third party sellers. So I mean I guess it makes sense that they would do that. But again, maybe those items just would do better on on eBay. Just something to think about. I because I'm 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 concerned because I remember last year I had a lot of items that were kicked off my listings and I didn't recognize it because I had a repricer and I set the repricer that when an item sells out I'm the only one like go up fifty percent and then the repricer would do that but it would kick me out of my Amazon listing I don't not only lost the buy box I just lost any ability to sell the item until I dropped the price okay so speaking of the word scalp since you brought it up. So I am, I, I've, I've been saying this for weeks, not weeks, months, that the language of what resellers do is changing. Like I, and I don't think it's in a positive manner. I think it's a cultural shift. So the PS5 and the Xbox series just dropped. And here's, here's the thing. During the COVID pandemic, we had this whole discussion. Like, is it okay to raise prices on Mac masks? Is it okay when Kobe passed away to sell his items, you know, for more money? And, you know, we both agreed that the free market is the free market, right? And so we can't jump to conclusions and thinking that, hey, somebody who's willing to pay top dollar for a Kobe jersey that anybody's, you know, taking advantage of that situation because that other person was willing to pay that amount because that's how much that jersey meant to them, right? 
And as far as when it comes to masks and it comes to hand sanitizer, that ultimately resellers are providing a service which causes the market to produce more of a certain good because there's scarcity. And so in the end, the free market corrects itself. But here's here's what's interesting about this discussion. So PS5s right now, I actually looked them up. So did you get in on any of this? No. No. Okay. So the Xbox right now, the Xbox Series X that just dropped, I think retail is like five to six hundred dollars. I can't remember. Right now on eBay, there's some sales for five thousand, six thousand. How much? How many of these actually people paid? I'm yeah, one hundred percent sure. Because okay. remember, we saw that one thing where people were were kind of fighting back against scalpers, right? By by having bidding robots bid those up. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that, and so then the, the PS5. I was looking at the PS5. The highest was a bid, one bid for twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, that sounds yeah, like that didn't happen. Yeah, that to me that sounds like people are trying to like punish the people who are selling them. It's but, possible, but yeah, because I mean, imagine tying it up, right? Because there's this limited time where these items go for a lot higher, right? So if you've got an item and you're hoping to make an extra five six hundred dollars on it, you were able to get your hands on say two of them, and two people buy them for twenty five thousand dollars each, and they don't pay. And you've got to open up a case before you can relist that item, right? Like it, it, it ends up tying up that item for enough time. By the time you relist it and you're going through that whole process, you potentially could have lost a lot of profit. So um, I do think people people do that on purpose to try and punish resellers. Now, I do think some of these were legitimate. Like if people that were selling it for five to six thousand dollars, I do believe that to yeah. be true. And it's interesting. I was talking to my friend who has an MBA, and you know, he actually sent me a story about this. And he said, it's okay. You know, and I understood. He's like, it's okay. Cause the people that can't pay that much are going to pay that much. Like that's the way things work. Now here's what bothered me. So IGN, you know what IGN is? Yeah. Okay. So IGN actually dropped a YouTube video. It was an opinion video. Scalper selling 2000 PS5, $2,000 PS5 console suck. And basically said that resellers are, and scalpers are scum of the earth. And they were talking about how people during the pandemic were saving up their money because their lives have been so horrendous. And now they don't have the opportunity to buy a PS5. And I listened to that. I'm like, wait a second. Are, are we now going into the world that consoles are essential? Right. And that, that's what's concerning to me. Because at what point will, will this stop? Right. And we talked about this back in the, in the peak of COVID was like, there's all these individuals that, are, are saying, you know, hey, this is an essential, right? The, the ability to buy certain kinds of shoes or to buy video games and buy this essential. So I am concerned because what's going to happen here is eventually all, all attempts to provide a service to people at a higher cost is going to be seen as not a, as a service. It's going to be seen as exploiting the market, which I don't believe to be true. Yeah. I mean, part of the hard part is... Um these these companies and and people are going to find ways around this but companies can make it difficult right like if you if you've got ip tracking and limit one per customer one per credit card one per address whatever. well this is where they messed up all the drops were online because of covid yeah well but even that's the thing so they drop them online but if that if they had restrictions in place like per ip address you can only purchase one and only one two for each uh, address and one per credit. Like if they put those restrictions on, maybe people can like work through and, and squeeze out two or three if they're willing to like, I'm going to send one to my friend's house. But but people aren't going to be able to go on and buy like a thousand of them and, and take the marketplace, right? So 
the same people who are having a hard time getting two or three would be the same people who are trying to have a hard time getting one, right? So I, I don't know. So if the company makes it so you can buy an unlimited number of them, if, if they have that available, then to me, that seems like that was a problem on the company. Like Sony should have made it more difficult for somebody to get more than one of them. Well, there was one person who had bought hundreds of PS5s. I think they dropped over $100,000, right? And and I have no problem with it. I will say, the I've always said this, the more that people begin to flex this kind of stuff on social media and begin to flaunt it, the worse it, it's going to get, right? Because for example, when I went to the eBay listings, it was kind of crazy. I, I go to the eBay listings and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to see how much stuff is selling for. So one of the, one of the top listings of, of Xbox series uh, that are being sold, if I can pull it up right here, it just like if you, for instance, you see, I'm trying to find it right here. Let me go to the highest. Is it a highest already? Okay. It was somebody that had a palette of about 50 Xbox series X on there. Like, wh- like why are you showing all 50? Like, I understand you're trying to show they have a certain supply, but that just, it, I don't think it's a good image, right? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. You just got to be smart. You got to be strategic about it. Or, or, you know, I'm looking at pictures right here. There's people that have, you know, multiple PS5s and multiple series Xbox X. You just got to. This is, this is exactly what those companies want though. I think, I think. Oh, reality, I agree with that. I think, I think the companies. They purposely limit. Yeah. They, Sony, Microsoft, they could have easily made enough and, 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 and ensured that if we assume based off the numbers we have, the data we have, and they could probably be right within like five to 10% that these are how many are going to sell over the next year, the next, like during Q4, they could produce that many of them, right? They, they, they can produce enough of them so that there's not a scarcity. But if they create that scarcity and then they get to run articles and people start making YouTube videos, IGN doing YouTube videos about scalpers, now they're getting more publicity. Like mm-hmm. literally people are advertising. Like right now we are talking about yeah, PlayStation right. and Xbox. Right. We are you're advertising right. for, right. for these two products because of scarcity that in reality, they probably created on purpose knowing that that resellers were going to make that scarcity even more intense than it really is. And that's what they want because they want, and then they want people to really, really want it. Like how many people went out in the moment a Nintendo switch was available, even if they were like, I don't know if I want one. As soon as they see one in a store, like I'm getting it right. Because there was this crazy scarcity. And now that was a different situation because it wasn't foreseen, but I think that's what they want. They want people to, to, to want it more. The more you want something and can't get it, the more you're going to be thinking about it. And the moment it becomes available, even if you were like on the fence of getting it to start with, but it's like, now I can get one at a good price. You're going to pick it up. And so that's what they want. And I think, I think, uh, it's one of those things like sometimes people need a villain, right? Like you need the villain, you need the, the, the villain breakable or something. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like in wrestling, right? Like I'm, I'm not a huge like wrestling fan, like a WWE. I used to like watching it. WWF. Yeah. Back when it was WWF. Uh, but there was there's what's called the heel, right? The heel is the character who's like the bad guy. And you need that person in order to make the, you want people rooting against them. So mm-hmm. that way the hero is more important, right? And I think it's the same thing here. Like if, if, if you've got that villain that people are going after, it creates the uh, more publicity. It creates more people are going to want to get their hands. Sony looks like the hero. We're trying to produce more. We know that there's scalpers out there, right? So by having the heel, which is actually doing a service, if, if resellers weren't uh, available, it would actually be bad for for Sony. It'd be bad for Microsoft. But 
by acting like it's bad for them that they're that resellers exist, they get to look like a good guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I get that. And it's like Disney when Disney did the whole no resellers on our. Oh yeah. Oh, I see what you're they saying. They get to yeah. make themselves like true, look. True, true. We're we're the heroes of the people, even though you know we're just gonna flood the market after Black Friday. Yeah. Right. That's what they're gonna do. And all the people that were like, oh, I can't. Oh, I can get it now for regular retail. I'm going right now. So I I, I like Mike's wisdom. Mike drops a lot of wisdom sometimes. So I hope so. So uh, the last part, the last thing I want to say about this is, you know, it's nice to chase the hot items you can make a lot of money on. It is. But at the same time, understand there's a lot of stuff that is under the radar that no one knows about. I sell stuff all the time with crazy markups. But the reason that it doesn't make the news because it's not those hot items. So, as a reseller, think about those things, right? Because even Amazon right now, they're not allowing the list of PS5 for sale. And th- this uh, news article I'm reading actually is from GameSpot, I think. Yeah, GameSpot. I, I thought it was GameStop for a moment, but they're having trouble too. Uh, cut down the. They said that they were limiting lightly, likely to cut down on the price of um, the kind of price gouging that's taking place on eBay. So be careful. Sometimes it's good to source stuff that keeps you off the radar. Right, it get you. You're not in that kind of trouble. All right, okay. And this last thing, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Thrift prices are going; they're skyrocketing. Yeah, like skyrocket. Right, so, did you ever see? I know you've been super busy. Did you ever see that Insta story where I found like Toy Story shoes and they wanted to sell them for more than they were on eBay? So I found these. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so those of you that didn't watch that story, because you know not everybody watches the story. So I give this as an example because. I strongly want to encourage everyone to source outside of thrift stores or at least try it because I went into once I have, I don't, I don't do a lot of Instagram stories at thrift stores anymore because I want to provide value. And I don't want to, every single time I go, just show you how expensive things are, right? That that's not my goal. I want to show you, Hey, here's what you can buy and this is what you can make. So I, I went to this one store, they had a Pixar toy story, you know, the aliens kind of uh, van shoes Okay, on eBay they're selling for eighty, hundred dollars. They had it. They had them at the store. I shall not be named for one hundred forty nine ninety nine. Like what? Then they had another pair of Chuck Taylors or Converse shoes that were Christmas themed, and on eBay they're selling for eighty. They had them for one hundred ninety nine ninety nine. That's crazy. Yeah, and I was and, at, I was at a thrift store the other day, and they had they literally it was a Goodwill, and they had a picture of the eBay listing. Of an, oh, a yeah. similar item. I love those. <laughs> and and they were trying to sell it for like a little bit less than the eBay listing. It's like, again, like, oh, look, at we're selling it for less. But it's like, this is such a unique item. Like, and you have an eBay store. Just put it on eBay, Goodwill, if if, if you think it could sell for that much. Because this is like a little kid's item. Like, nobody's coming in and buying this unless they're a the collector. Name. Yeah. Right? No, I agree. I agree. Censor the name. You just said the store shall not be yeah, named. Yeah, Goodwill. Um, <laughs> they don't even deserve to be called the store that should not be named at this point. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so now here's, I got a question for you and maybe, yeah. maybe I'm off on this, but yeah. I think maybe some of this is because more and more people are buying secondhand, right? Maybe trying to save money. I think so. Secondhand well, value goes up. So it, it, we live close to the border, right? And a lot of times when we're going to garage sales, um, it's, people from Mexico who are coming they're picking up like a lot of furniture and a lot of things like that. And I know that they go back over the border and they sell it in Mexico. And I've always wondered like, how is it that like, how is it they're able to buy these stuff here and then sell it for more 
across the border when it's a used item and I know their economy is not as strong, right? The, the people there don't have as much flexible spending money. And but so- But there's a lot of people that do have money. And, well, I know, I know, but again, they're not probably buying as much of the secondhand stuff, right? Correct, correct. So, so what I'm, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is because buying new is so expensive and the, at least in some of the areas there in Mexico where, where these used items are going, they're actually selling the used items for more than the used items go for here because people don't have the money to buy it new there so they can charge more for used, right? When people have money to buy new, used prices go down, I feel like. When people hmm. are trying to save money and okay. trying to buy used, used prices go up. Isn't that happening with the car market right now? I thought I would be surprised. Something. So, no, I see what you're saying. I see, and and yes, thrifting is becoming more popular. I mean, I you know, you just go on TikTok, and and even you know, if you aren't reselling TikToks, you end up somehow in the thrifting TikToks, and people are like, "Oh, I got this at the thrift store." And you're thinking you're watching a reselling TikTok? No, it's just somebody that went to the thrift store and found some cool stuff. Right. So, yeah, there is that whole I, I think that's what's happening, too, because I had the manager. I said, I think this is wrong. I think this is supposed to say fourteen ninety nine instead of one hundred forty nine ninety nine. They're like, no, that's correct. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, let me go back. And the, the guy comes back. He goes, now, I don't know if this is true, but he has said, oh, yeah, we already sold three of these pairs for the, around this price. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and tell me that's true because it is it is possible. Right. It is possible. Maybe that's what's happening. But what that should do is encourage all of us to go to garage sales, to go do the local deals, because if people are willing to pay up in the thrift store, they're going to pay up even more on eBay and Depop and all these other vintage sites. So something to think about. But yeah, I I'm with you with the thrift store sourcing. It's been brutal. So. All right, hey, before we jump on to the next section, if you haven't been following us on social media, we are Pierce Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We are Pierce Cast on Twitter. Also, if you're listening to us on the podcast and you want to check out some of our lives and be notified, go to YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and that bell notification. Bing. I was waiting for the bing there. And then uh, if you ever want to give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And as always, we appreciate iTunes reviews. They definitely help us out in the algorithm search when people are looking for reselling podcasts or, I mean, just book reviews, I guess. Maybe that's happening too because we do have some listeners that... That's, that's, a, that's an interesting. Shout out to all you guys that don't resell but listen to the podcast. Yeah. That, that's next level. And uh, thank you to all of you that have been sponsoring us on buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. We appreciate that or buying shirts and uh, just showing us love in, in whatever way possible, whether it's through writing up reviews or helping us monetarily. Thank you. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for our next <laughs> session. <laughs> What's your bolo? Yeah. All right, what's your bolo, Mike? Um, so I, I think I got a good one this time. And okay. and you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm crushing a market that I should be trying to dominate. That's but, what I think about too when I do these bolos. Yeah. Um so if you remember several years ago when the movie Brave came out and when like the Hunger Games series was really popular, uh there was a really big push for like archery. Like a lot of kids were getting into archery. Really? A lot of a lot of girls were getting into archery, which typically like it was like a unique thing that was happening. Or like when the movie um uh what was it called? Uh Inside Out, when Inside Out came out, a lot of girls were getting interested in hockey. And again, that was like a unique thing. Like people were like, wow, like this is a sport where where not many girls are playing. Young girls are interested in it. And all of a sudden, a lot more were interested. And, and so hockey got more popular. Um, and, and when that happens, when there's a big 
increase of, of interest, especially in a demographic where that interest wasn't before, I think there's room for potential profit, right? Like this is an item or, or a trend you want to jump on because it usually doesn't last very long. Um, so this one comes from something that that I'm really interested in and love. Um, I've played chess for years. I haven't played it competitively in a long, long time. But uh, when I first moved to San Diego, I really got into chess and I was going to um, like San Diego is a really nice chess club. And, you know, I paid like like a monthly or a yearly uh, membership to be a member of the club and I'd go and play in tournaments and it was, it was a ton of fun. So I bought books and I have like tournament chess sets and all of this stuff. And it's one of those things that a lot of people are into. Chess is really, really popular. A lot of people play on their phone. Um, and right now on Netflix, one of the number one trending shows on Netflix is called Queen's Gambit. And it's actually a really good show. I was a little bit concerned when I saw some of the, the, the trailers. I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to like this. But it ended up being a lot better than I thought. And it was, it was relatively clean. I mean, if you've got young kids, I'd say um, there's a lot of uh, addiction and, and a lot of like not even like over the top drug use, but you can see like it's a realistic look at what like drug use can do to people or alcohol. And so it's a it's a relatively clean show. And I've been seeing article after article about how chess is starting to get a big push right now. A lot of people are getting interested in it. And specifically, again, in that demographic where it wasn't quite as popular. So more guys just statistically play chess than girls. And they're starting to see an uptick right now in interest in girls joining chess clubs or, you know, downloading mm. chess.com, buying chess stuff. So I think if I remember this, the, the stat, right. And, and again, it might be hard to tell, but I think there's more books written on chess than any other sport. Like it's, it's just, it's a, it's a ton involved in chess. And so I was, um, my, my pastor at my church is, is started getting into chess recently. So I was like, I'm going to buy him like a tournament chess set. I think he'd like that. And I noticed that the prices on Amazon have gone up on chess sets and it's harder to find like the ones like the green and white boards um, of the tournament ones are, are specifically the most sought after because they're easiest on the eyes. And if you're playing a tournament where you're staring at a chessboard for three hours, you want it to be easier on your eyes. And it's really hard to find nice chess sets in the green and white. And it's like, man, like what's going on? And it's like, oh yeah, Queen's Gambit, right? So I, I don't know if this is like, don't just go to Target and buy like the cheap family nine in one, you know, game set. But but there might be room if you're out and you see books, chess books, or maybe nicer chess sets. If you're if you've got the ability to jump on that somehow, because I think it's going to be a hot Christmas item. I think as kids are watching the show, teenagers, and, and they're like, "Man, I want to play this game." And it seems interesting because that's one thing that Queen's Gambit did well is it made chess. It really showed the interestingness of chess. Like a lot of people hear it and it's like, "Oh, it seems boring." But then you watch the show and you're like, "Man, like." it's incredible the people who can do that stuff. And it seems like such a beautiful game. And so I think a lot of like middle schoolers, high schoolers, even adults who used to play chess are going to be interested in like, I want to do chess again. So especially with things like the lockdown and quarantine board games already being up, I would say chess is going to be a, a big one. Um, I don't know how exactly how you're going to capitalize on that, but, but if you can find the right stuff, you're probably going to be able to sell it as Christmas gifts. Interesting. So that's that's a good bolo because mine was kind of like yours, and you usually talk about board games, but I was going to talk about board games. So for this Q four, and you know, you got to be careful with this one. But right now, P themed board games sell well, right? We've talked about the Office Clue. Like if you can find the Office Clue, I you know I haven't even looked it up right now, but that usually is always money. Yeah, Actually, like the Twilight trivia. Just kidding. 
<laughs> no, that that's is, the one that's at every thrift store for some is, reason. It's still around. It is, why did they make so many of those? It's such a horrendous game. And I'm not going to lie. I have scanned it. I have scanned it at times going, maybe now it's worth something, but no. All right. So right now, wow. So the clue, see, this is why you always do your research. I'm looking at right now. And so, yeah, the, the price has dropped. Interesting. So at one time, you could sell Clue, the office, brand new sealed for over $100. And now I'm going on eBay and I'm, and you know, they're selling for $40, $60 here. But if you find it at a thrift store for five bucks, I mean, that's still good profit. But what I'm going to say is, you know, even if you're doing retail arbitrage, if there's like, say, a theme monopoly, or let's say there's a theme Clue game, or there's, you know, something different it's worth you scanning because it could be worth money. Even for eBay, it could be worth money. Right right now, I'm, I actually sent in a bunch of games that have already sold through. Uh, I'm probably not going to pick them up anymore because it was a race to the bottom and I already made my profit on those and I'm done with those. But a month ago, they, they were selling for good profit, right? Things have changed. So this is what I'm saying. Always do your research, but Look for themed board games. I know that's very generic, but they are good sellers in Q4. They're usually like bread and butter. Uh, but, you know, if you can find a certain theme, game, theme games that are retail, that are, about, let's say Queen's Gambit came out with a Queen's Gambit chess set, that, that would be worth money, right? I don't know if that's going to happen, but that, that would be worth money, right? Something like that. So think about that. I know our bolos were kind of the same, but keep an eye. Uh, for example, I'll give you another one. Sometimes there's wooden sets that come out. Like one thing that was hot a few years ago was uh, the Risk Bookshelf Edition. There was one that it looks like a book when you put it up on the shelf. That was money. That was selling for about eighty to ninety dollars. The market has tanked since then, since then, and now it's about twenty to thirty bucks. Not that much money. But there have been other Risk wooden board games that I've sold for eighty to hundred dollars. That was only like twenty dollars retail arbitrage. They don't exist anymore. But if you find one, you got money on your hands. So you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So so be aware of that. I I wouldn't share that unless it was, there was scarcity about it, right? Because if it's something you can, everybody can grab, you know us. Like we want to be careful. We don't want to tank anybody else's market out there. But keep an eye for those bolos. All right. So what are you looking forward to here? Um, man, I, really not much more since the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just just continuing to to list, getting a lot of listings done. Um, the hard part is I've, I've pretty much gotten through my death piles and now the hard part is trying to source enough to match the amount of listing I've been doing. And it's really tough to do that sourcing when you're only doing garage sales and thrift stores are really limited and even more limited now that they've got the 25% capacity around mm-hmm. here. So I'm not hundred percent sure I'm going to source. I think I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks cause I have not this week, but the following week off for Thanksgiving, I think I'm going to shift to more local and trying to see if I can get some ads back up on Craigslist uh, and maybe even doing some eBay arbitrage. Uh, there's a couple of niches that I do okay in there, but it takes time, right? Like any of those things, eBay arbitrage, you've got to spend time looking up, you know, auctions and all of that stuff. So I think if sourcing becomes an issue, I'm going to have to to shift again to that. And I think uh, there'll be profit there. So I'm looking forward to seeing if I'm able to adapt effectively. Nice. It's good. I mean, we all have to adapt, right? Yeah. So I am, I have to send shipments in every day. Actually, right after this podcast, I'm going to be rude and just say, bye, Mike, and just get in my car and take off. And because I got to send the shipment in uh, before UPS does their pickup. Because here's the thing. 
this stuff is selling so fast. Like I, I, I would hate there to be a day where I don't have a lot of sales, not because sales aren't happening, just because I don't have enough inventory. So I already, I already spoke to my son earlier today and said, Hey, by the way, son, from now, and he's used to this, but it's going to be even more hardcore. I said, but from now until about December 10th, 11th, this is all we're doing. I mean, you have your birthday, so we're going to celebrate your birthday. But after that, oh, and you know, Mike, Mike has some things too that he's invited me to. So I got to go to those. But, uh, but outside of that, you don't have to, don't feel like, pressure. no, 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 no. I want to go. Did that, did that sound wrong? No, no, no I get it. Okay. Like, like, yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. You're welcome to come, but you're not. No, obligated it, it's, to it's come. important. Okay. Friends and humans matter more than monetary gain. So That's anyways, true. with that, we'll leave with that. Make sure you're all out there. Make sure you're listening. Make sure you're sending stuff to the warehouse. And as always, make sure you're keeping it real, relevant, and reselling. Peace. Peace.